What is up, guys? Alex from Anacreates here. Welcome back to the Anacreates podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about giving feedback. And this is, uh, you know, giving feedback in general, this is actually some good life advice, frankly. But I'm going to be talking about it in relation to music and giving feedback, even for other projects, frankly. If you're working on a music video or any other kind of creative endeavor with something surrounding any other creative endeavors, um, if that makes sense, then this is something that I think you should take into consideration. And I think that this is so, so, so important when it comes to giving feedback and just making good relationships when it comes to working with other creatives. So this isn't purely for just being polite. This is actually to get a better result, to have a better time with the people you're working with and to get a better result out of them, uh, depending on what you're working on and to, to just have a better working relationship. So it's not purely politeness, although a lot of it does stem from just being a polite person, but it really does actually come down to getting a better result in the end. Because the more that people want to work with you and the more that people enjoy working with you, the better your end result and your end goals are going to be. The more people are likely to want to work with you more often and the more likely that they're going to suggest other people work with you. You know, the industry, I've said this before and people talk about this all the time. The industry is very small. Any creative industry really is very small and word will travel fast if you're being a bit of a dink to work with you know? So this goes down to, to that kind of thing, but the, the, it structures around. And what I want to talk about today is giving feedback. So when you're talking to somebody and you're working with, uh, with anybody on your project, let's say it's a mixer, you're an artist giving feedback to a mixer, or when you're working with a producer and you're giving feedback on the, the track they just sent you, or when you're giving your thoughts on a production or a commercial, or maybe anything like that, any kind of giving your thoughts or giving your feedback or giving your two cents worth, it all goes back into this and that's giving feedback. So no matter what kind of creative endeavor you're doing and no matter what side of it you're on really well, obviously not the receiving end because you're hoping the other person's going to give you the good feedback, but the, you want to give helpful feedback and polite feedback so that they want to keep working with you and you get the best result in the end. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And it's really just amazing how far a few key choices in words, a few key choices in how you structure your feedback is going to make a massive difference. Now, I'm not saying don't give your feedback. I'm not saying, you know, if you really don't like somebody's work or something that they did in the mix that they gave you or whatever, I'm not saying don't tell them that. That's not at all what I'm saying. This is actually going to help you be able to give that in a better manner and get better results in return. The thing is, is if you're kind of rude and if you just kind of tell them this is crap, they're not going to give you a better result. It's going to slow down the process. It's going to make you not achieve your goals. However, if you do it in a nice way, which I'm going to talk about, then you're actually going to get to where you want to go faster and better and easier. And just the whole process is going to be so much nicer for you and the other person involved. Um, instead of wearing down those relationships and, and wearing down that, uh, you know, camaraderie that you could, could have, you are going to wear that down real fast. If you're not giving feedback in the right ways, I think, and I've been on the receiving end of feedback all the time. And I've given a lot of feedback myself and it's very, 
uh, it's very important to me and to the people I work with that I give them this kind of feedback. And I really wish that more people would understand this and that more people would think the same way and give the same kind of constructive criticism and constructive feedback. And that's the biggest point in this. So this is just a much nicer way to deliver your thoughts, the feedback and your ideas all around. It's just better for everybody involved in the project and better for the long-term relationship and better for the project and just all that kind of stuff. Now, the one thing that this doesn't necessarily apply to is long-term relationships. So I have a buddy of mine and we work together on so much stuff that we have this trust built up. And until you have that trust, you should adhere to what I'm going to talk about. But when you have that trust, these things can kind of start going by the wayside here and there because you know, and the thing that you know, the, the, the trust that you're looking for with somebody is that you know that they're going to tell you what they think and they're going to tell you flat out, but they're also not going to like just beat around the bush. If they don't like something, they're not going to tell you that they like it. You can trust that if they don't like something, they would tell you about it. You know what I mean? And until you have that trust, uh, you need to, to do this kind of stuff. So it doesn't necessarily apply to long-term relationships because the longer term that you work with somebody and the more you work with them, you get to know the nuances of what your notes are and what their notes are, but it all actually stems from uh, the feedback that you're going to give to, to begin the relationship. And that's what I'm going to talk about right now. So the things that you should say, let's start with the things that you should, the way that you should deliver feedback. And the way the, the best way to deliver feedback is what I like to call a compliment sandwich. And the, basically what this is, is you give a compliment first, you give a thing that you like about something. So for this case, we're going to talk about more in terms of you're an artist or a producer and you're, you're giving feedback to a mixer. This is the easiest way to understand this. So I'm going to kind of probably keep that kind of thing in mind. And when I talk about this, it's going to be more around that vein, but it of course applies to anything like this, but of course, anything that I'm talking about applies to any of the examples that I've already kind of mentioned in anything creative. So, but I'm just going to try and keep it kind of in one vein at the moment to, to better describe this. So you're an artist or somebody giving a feedback to a mixer. What I mean by a compliment sandwich is first you tell them, I really like the mix. Uh, it's getting very close or it's very close, or I really like my vocal sound, or I love how the drums sound or whatever it is. You pick something that you know, you like something that you actually enjoy out of the mix that you really like what they've done, that kind of thing. Then you follow that up by telling them the things that you want changed or the different things. And then to round it all off, you go, thanks so much for your hard work. I really like blah, 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 blah. And you compliment them again in the end and thank them for their work or something like that. And th of course this is very formal, but it does really help. Now I'm going to tell you why it's, it helps even more, why the compliments help more than just being friendly and more than just being nice and polite. The compliments actually help. And throughout the notes that are, um, you know, the, the things you want changed or the critique that you have, compliments and, and, and things that you like are actually good to add in there. And why do I say this? Because as a mixer, when you get, or anybody as a mixer though, in this scenario, the things that you actually hear that they like help dictate your next moves and your next choices. If they say, I really like the vocal sound, then you know, okay, the vocal sound is close and I can base other things around the vocal sound. I don't want to change the vocal sound. If somebody just delivers you a list of stuff they don't like and nothing that they do like, you might accidentally as a mixer change things that they actually liked because they haven't told you anything they liked. So you can, you basically assume they don't like anything. They just give me a list of stuff they don't like. This isn't, I'm, my mix is so far away from what they like. That's not good. 
honestly, if you don't like the mix and if it is far off, then maybe there, there's got to be something. Otherwise, you wouldn't have hired them at all. But uh, you can tell them, you know, the mix isn't really what I was hoping for. I was thinking more like this. And I really like the, you know, kick drum sound that you've gotten. That I like the bottom end that you have. But... I don't think it's, it's really clean enough for me or it's too, it's not, you know, dirty enough for me or whatever. It all depends on the, you know, the terms and the stuff you're going to say all depends on your genre and you know, the mix you're doing and blah, 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 blah. But the point is, is that you have to kind of say it in a nice way and make them understand what, that there are close or that they aren't close and how f close or far they are because the, the compliments and the, the things that you like, those things are just as helpful in dictating how close or how far you are. Because if you say, I like the vocal sound, but the reverb is too much, then I understand that it's not the overall vocal sound. The vocal sound is good, but the reverb is too loud or you're hearing too much of the reverb. And as a mixer, you actually start to learn to read between the lines. So when a, a client tells you, I like this, but I don't like this, you read between the lines of, okay, they think that they don't like this, but it's actually this part of what I'm doing that they don't like. Because as a client, as an artist, you don't necessarily know everything that they did. You don't know all the routing. You don't know all the plugins. You don't know all the different layers of stuff that everything's, you know, everything's relative to everything else. So you don't know everything that's relative to everything else <laughs> in their mix. So you have to kind of tell Tell them what you think and what you like and what you don't like so that they can base their decisions of what they're changing to accommodate the notes that you've given, the things that you want changed. They know where the lines are and what you do like and what not to change too much. And that's way more helpful than you would actually think. And, and it really goes a long way. So they don't accidentally change stuff that you did like. And then you're back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with a million notes because you actually, they actually changed something that you did like, and now they reversed it. And now you have to go oh, reverse that sound. It didn't, it just, it's a big cat and mouse game of cat and mouse. If you get into that. So like I said, the way to deliver it is a compliment sandwich, but also give things that you like in your feedback. That's my kind of my my second point is in your feedback, in the things that you want changed, I want the vocal louder. I want the guitar brighter. I really like the kick drums, bottom end and the snare, the snap on the snare. That sounds amazing. It's like, it's almost a stream consciousness as you're listening to the track and as you are going through it, the things you really like and the things that you want changed. And those are so, 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 so helpful. It's not criticism of their work. It's constructive criticism at that point. And you need to make sure that that's the way it is. It's constructive criticism. Obviously, if you don't know the, the details, the technical details of what they did and what you're actually looking for, don't try and, uh, and be that way. Don't try and give too many words that you don't actually understand what's happening because as a mixer, you're going to try and take that at face value as much as you can. And if you don't actually know what you're talking about, like, oh, I think there's not enough 16K on my vocal. If you don't know what the heck 16K is, don't say that. Just say it's not clear enough or it's not, it's too boomy or whatever it is. Because for a mixer, if you say something's not clear enough, the mixer might go, oh, it's actually clear enough. There's just too much body on the vocal. Then they will take the body out, which will actually make it clearer sounding, but they read between the lines. They, they do what they think. However, if you give them a specific, then part of the, you know, mixers start to think, oh, you, you uh, are trying to do my job for me. And they don't love, they don't love that. I'll be honest, but they can 
can't read between the lines as much because then they don't know if you actually know what you're talking about or if you don't really know what you're talking about. And that gets into dangerous territory because the mixer will try and do what you say, but then you actually said something that was wrong. So then it doesn't sound like the way you thought it was going to sound. And then they're like, well, I did exactly what you told me to do. And you're like, well, but that's not actually what I wanted. You know, it, it, it again, you're just going to go in this roundabout circle and it's just going to make everybody uh, more miserable. So don't try and overstate what you don't actually know. Just say how you feel, say what you think and say what you know, actually that you actually know and how you really feel, not trying to sound smarter than you are. A stream of conscious is actually just fine and works really well. What you like, what you don't like, it's really, really helpful. And, and frankly, the more information that you can give them, the more of that feeling that you're hearing, the better, because even if you're like, it just doesn't sound, it's, it needs to be more purple. If that's all you say, we have no idea what the heck that means. But if you kind of ramble a little bit and just kind of like stream of conscious, like I said, then as mixers, we can kind of read in between the lines and go, oh, purple means warmer for them, uh, you know, and, and any good mixer is, is well-versed in this. They've been through so many different things. Good engineers are, are just, they, they know how to read between the lines because everybody has different ways of describing things. So it, it goes a long way. So speaking your mind in that way can go a long way. The same thing goes for if you're giving things that you like, just saying the drums are great and then having a bunch of notes on drums, that doesn't, that doesn't work. You know, what about the drums do you really like? Do you like the clarity? Do you like the kick drum? Do you like this? Do you like the bottom end? Do you like the snap on this? Whatever, whatever it is, what do you like? And be more specific than it's great actually give like helpful feedback and helpful comments about what you do like, because that'll help inform the, the choices. If you say the drums are great, but I don't like the kick and I don't like the hi-hat and I don't like the snare. Okay. That's half the drums. <laughs> so what of the drums did you like? Did you like the body of them? So it's the thing that you don't like is actually the clarity of the kick drum or the, you know, the shimmer on the cymbals or what is it that you don't like? Because you need to define what you do like so that I know where, where in the middle you're actually trying to get to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or where in my process and my processing in the mix, am I actually looking to change? And that's, that's very important. You need to give helpful feedback. Any feedback you give has to be helpful in both ways, the helpful criticism and the helpful, uh, compliments basically. And I call them compliments, but it's the things that you like, what you're, you are complimenting their mix going, I like this. So that's what I mean by compliments, not going, you're amazing and you're beautiful. You, you don't need to say that <laughs> I'm talking about the things that they did in the mix. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't really clue in is that the, the things that you like are actually just as valuable as the things that you don't like. <laughs> and that's, uh, people always forget to tell me what they like about the mix, but that it's just amazing because that's almost more helpful than the actual notes that you don't like. I mean, obviously the notes that you don't like are the things I need to change, but having that guidance and those kind of those boundaries into what you do like, where the boundaries are that you do like are the boundaries of what I can change when trying to accomplish what you are looking for to get things better. And then you don't have that circular back and forth stuff because I accidentally changed something and that kind of thing. It's just so much easier and everybody gets there faster. And there's none of these or, or less of these mistakes or misunderstandings or back and forths where you assume that they know this. Don't assume that the mixer knows anything that you're about to tell them. Assume that they don't and give them all of your thoughts on that. And sometimes that makes the mix notes look a little longer or any notes, but that's okay because 
if the person on the receiving end, the mixer, understands that you are actually giving them more and more detail so that the mix notes can get less and we can do two rounds of revisions and that's it, uh, they'll appreciate that so much more. Now, if it's a big, long thing where you're giving them very specifics and it's blah, 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 that is where it starts to get a little bit too much. And that's where it's just not, we don't really like that part of it. So just keep it as concise as you can in the same way. You don't have to like give your life story in it, but just, you know, give as much information about your thoughts, both of what you like and both what you don't like. So that's kind of how to deliver feedback on anything that you're giving. And I gave the mixing example, but of course it applies to productions, anything like that. I really like the beat that you put in the chorus, but I don't think that it's uh, lifting enough. You know, that's a helpful feedback. It almost works out that, that everything that you say, every piece of constructive criticism has a kind of uh, a balancing part that you like because you have to start from somewhere. So what do you like? Where are you trying to go with this? And typically in a good mix in a good relationship, there is something like that. Obviously, if you don't like the initial mix and it's just so far off that you're not there yet, then I'm hoping there's something you like so you can deliver some sort of compliment because it not only helps the mixer in kind of going, yep, I feel good about my mix. I, I know that they enjoyed the mix or I'm, I'm ex I'm close enough or not very close or whatever, but I know kind of the direction that I'm going because oftentimes the direction that a artist tells you, you they want to go is not the direction that they actually necessarily want to go or they're picking different things out of the direction that they're telling you that they, you know, if you don't know that you can't read their mind, you can't, as a mixer, you can't read your client's mind. So you have to read between the lines in that sense. And the more information that they give you, the better you can understand that. I've had tons of mixes where people say, you know, I want to sound like Billie Eilish and they give me like a metal song and you're like, what about Billie Eilish do you hear in this exactly? And it turns out that they want that crisp, clean vocal that's in your face. That's what they want. And yet it's like a hard rock song. And you're like, oh, okay, see, that makes sense. But if you just said Billie Eilish uh, and gave me this, I would have no idea what you actually meant. So it's really important to deliver that kind of information right off the get-go. So they don't have to try and decipher what you meant and then screw it up. And, you know, then nobody's happy because you're so far off base. Just right off the hop, give them the information that they need and just that stream of consciousness, just the ideas and the, the explanations of those ideas in a nice friendly way so that there is those compliments as well and they can feel good about the things that they're doing that you are actually enjoying what they're doing. And if you're so, if they're so far off, you should probably just go, you know what? I don't think this is going to be the right fit. I, the mix is just too far from what I was doing. Your creative vision is different than mine clearly. And that's okay. But I don't think we should proceed with this. If they're that far off, you should probably have some kind of conversation like that. And that's a, that is that frankly is a totally different podcast. But now speaking of that, well, things not to say things that you don't want to do is when somebody says, I don't like this, change it. And you're like, okay, change it to what though? What, what do you mean change it? I'll obviously change it. You don't like it, but what don't you like? And this is why some of that more information is helpful. But when people say, do whatever you think, it's like, well, whatever I thought was the thing that I already did. So that's not a helpful piece of advice. That's not a helpful feedback note because I already did what I thought and clearly it's not what you thought, but I don't, without any more information, I can't do what you think because I can't read your mind. So 
stay away from that. Don't just say do whatever you want because they're, they've already done that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And another thing is don't just crap all over what they did. It is their creative outlet as well. And you got to remember this, this is to do with other people's creativity at the same time as it is yours and don't attack their choices because their choices are relevant and are good at the same time as yours are. They're just not aligning on certain issues or certain things in the mix in this regard. So don't attack their choices and go, this sounds like cr crap because it doesn't, it sounds good in the way that they're doing it and the, the vision that they had. So don't try and you don't want to attack their creative vision. Otherwise people get offended. It's creativity. If somebody listens to your song and they say your song is trash, you're not going to like that either. Are you? So don't do that to the mixer, give them constructive criticism and constructive feedback and tell them what you liked. Like I said, because that is how they, they know that they're doing a good job. And when it comes to creativity, no matter how uh, tough skinned you are, when you're working for somebody and they don't like what you did and they're mean about it, especially when as a client, you're kind of going, is it even worth working with this person anymore? Like, do they actually like what I did? And you know, that's, that can be really tough. And especially when you're trying to make a relationship and you do internally really like what they did, make sure you express that, make sure you express that and don't attack their choices. Their, their choices are different than yours. And that's totally okay. That's creative outlet. That's creative expression. And that's totally fine. And that's why you hired them in the first place, frankly, to get their opinion and their thoughts and their creativity in your production. So don't attack it now that they've given it, but you know, it's also within your right because you're the artist or you're the, the client in this case uh, of some description that you can kind of help dictate where it's going to go and where you see it in the end, because it is your creative vision. You're the one paying for it. It's your song or whatever the case may be. If the mixer or whoever is getting the feedback thinks that they're correct and that this really is going to help make or break whatever situation you're dealing with, whether it's a mix, whether it's a production, the song structure, I don't know, they will stand their ground. They will go, look, I understand that this is what you want, but I really believe that this is actually where you need to go with it. And this is the right sound and this is the right uh, mixture of it. They'll explain that, especially if you're giving them feedback in a nice way and you're opening up that two-way conversation, they will use that. And like I said, you want the best product. You want the best composition. You want the best thing in the end. And opening up that two-way conversation is going to get you there because you don't know everything. As the artist, you don't know everything. You are hiring a mixer because you don't know how to mix. <laughs> okay. You don't know what they're going to do. You're hiring them for their creative input. And so you want to open up that two-way street because you want their creative input. So even if you have some idea in your head that, that they don't, they didn't do or whatever, you need to open up that two-way communication because they might have other ideas and, and you're going to learn something else from them, a different creative thought, something else that you wouldn't have thought of naturally. And that's how we all learn and grow and become better artists and be, become better at our craft. You learn stuff from working with other people. That's why you're hiring them. That's why you're, you're doing something with somebody else. So be open to that and open up that communication for it. And that's what kind of the whole point of giving good feedback is to open up that two-way communication, to open up that relationship and to maintain that relationship, not to, you know, just frustrate everybody involved. And then they don't want to work with you ever again. And they'll just literally give you exactly what you want. Even if the song is kind of, if the mix is going to hell in a handbasket, it, they're, they're like, I just want this done. Obviously they don't care. They just want their vision of it and they don't care about what I've done. They don't like anything I've done anyway. And they're just going to give you exactly what you ask for. 
and nobody's going to be happy and the production may end up being exactly how you envisioned it, but is it really actually good anymore? You can't really tell because you've shut down that communication for real actual feedback from them as well. And you don't want to do that. You want to open up that two-way street because that's how you're going to learn and how you're going to grow as an artist and actually get somewhere. If somebody enjoys working with you and then pushes you to other people, that's how you're going to get somewhere with your career, with your music, with your hobby, with your whatever. That's how you're going to learn and get somewhere. And the last thing is don't accuse them of not doing what you asked for. You know, this is obviously in follow-up notes and whatever. Don't accuse them of not doing what you asked for. If you say, I want the vocal brighter, and then you feel that they didn't do that or whatever it is, don't accuse them of doing it because they probably did, but you actually, that's not what you were asking for. You don't know as a, as an artist giving these mixed feedback notes, you don't know what they did exactly. So they may have read in between the lines differently than you thought. They may have done exactly what you asked, but what you asked for isn't actually what you were hearing because there's a lot of complexity in mixing, especially and and whatever. Um, obviously some things are very obvious when they say change the kick pattern and the kick pattern is literally the same in the production. Then yeah, obviously they didn't do it, but don't just attack them for it. Ask them why I asked for the kick drum pattern to be changed. Why isn't it changed? Do you think it's a better kick pattern this way? Like give me your reasoning. And if you open up again, if you open up that communication, you'll learn something as to why they wanted it that way, why they really feel that it's better that way. Um, and, and also they also might have forgotten there is, if you give them a whole whack of notes, they may have lost one of them or not done one of them to the fullest extent that you asked for. And, And especially in mixing, there's so many different things that are relative to everything else. So you can sometimes you'll run into that where they do all the notes that you say, but because of the other notes that you said, then one or two of the notes don't come through as much as you thought they would because of other things that happened in the mix and all that kind of stuff. So don't attack when somebody doesn't do what you think they were supposed to do or what you think they did. Um, open up that communication because, you know, also sometimes your descriptive words are not the same to them as they are to you. Like when you say bigger and you think it means more volume, but they think it means more body on the vocal, you know, there's different things that can happen there, miscommunication. So by attacking them, you're closing down that communication and they're just going to start doing whatever they want. So yeah, the, the important thing is to just not shut down that communication. Uh, because again, that's how you're going to get further. That's how you're going to make longer term relationships. That's how you're going to learn new things about your own craft as well. And the whole process involved. And I find a lot of more professional people give really good feedback and, and are really well versed at saying what they think, but people who are just getting started don't, they try and act overly knowledgeable for what they actually are, which ends up turning into things that they don't understand. They try and attack to give that position of power. It's not a position of power. It's not a, you know, one person is better than the other. It's a two way street. It is a open communication relationship. Both of you are doing creative things. Both of you have different creative outlets. The reason that you're hiring them or that they're working with you or anything like that is because you think that your two uh, creative differences and thoughts and creative outlets can complement each other. And that's what you want the ability to have happen. And by shutting things down, by just being uh, rude and crass and just, you know, that kind of stuff is not going to get you there. You want to keep it open and keep it nice and lighthearted while also 
also still giving your getting your feedback in there and getting the results you want, but also being open-minded to what they have to say and what they're doing as well, because that's why you're hiring them, right? <laughs> so this applies to a lot of different creative uh, endeavors, like I said, but I used mixing as the biggest, the bulk of this, uh, because that's where a lot of feedback happens and a lot of back and forth feedback. So it really comes to, to play. Um, that's, it's the same thing with production and production. You can just sub out mixing and production in this, in this sense. And it's going to be almost the exact same thing. So hopefully that helps you give better feedback. Hopefully that helps you realize what it's like to receive feedback on the other end. And I know that there was a lot in there. Go over to anacreates.ca slash podcast and find this episode. Uh, I've written all these kind of points out in a point more point form manner. So you can remember them or, or use them as you wish to, to give better feedback and just improve your feedback giving so that you get the best results and the best relationships out of your creative endeavors. Because at the end of the day, that's what we want. We just want our vision to be brought to life as best as possible. So thank you guys for listening. Subscribe if you haven't already. And of course, go check out the video over on YouTube for this. Thank you guys. I will see you in the next episode. Until then, always be creating.